0: This is Classic Business. Breakfast with Moneyweb. Arabile
1: Gumede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic 1027.
0: So Jamil Ahmed, Global Head of Currency Strategy at FXTM, joins us on the line. So too does Chantel Marks, Portfolio Manager, f Wealth and Investment. But she's in studio with us this morning. Chantel, very quickly, you got some load shedding as well yesterday?
2: Yes, last night I had Chinese takeout, which at least was
0: <laughs> was something good.
2: Um, I really do enjoy the Only
0: benefit to have come out of last night. Yes,
2: huh? I rarely allow myself uh, takeaways, but I did have them last night. But I felt extremely sorry for myself. Yeah. Um, thankfully, my, my laptop battery lasted about two hours i think
0: oh jeepers and it was a total four hours or so of of load shedding right stage three today so it's going to be similar as well of course do look out for the schedule uh, just to see exactly when you might be load shed today if at all jamil let's chat to you very quickly as well then uh, south africa's currency has continued to weaken somewhat and perhaps that's more dollar strength than anything else it does seem then that uh, the us seems to be a little bit more shall we say progressive or perhaps stronger with regards to those uh, trade talks and that seems to be helping their currency somewhat
1: good morning and thank you so much for having fxtm as always so yes it was a real brutal day for any currency yesterday that faces the dollar including commodities like gold oil And basically what's happened is the dollar strengthened significantly across the board. So the South African rand has now weakened quite a lot just at the beginning of the week uh, yesterday. The reason for the weakness is probably because, yes, no news when it comes to US China trade talks is not necessarily a good thing because we're only 2.5 weeks away from the possibility that the US will import I'm sorry it will increase tariffs even further on Chinese goods. However, the market's looking a bit more positive on Tuesday because of this news that's filtered through overnight that a deal has been reached to avert a new US shutdown, but generally speaking, most global investors are eagerly awaiting for any kind of guidance from the ongoing US and China trade talks.
0: Is the- market not just fatigued from this though i mean it seems to have gone on for quite some time and yes we keep finding that you know every day there's there's either a possibility of a of a resolution then the next day there isn't and then it's just this yo-yoing which doesn't seem to have uh, come to 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 ahead at any point
1: it certainly is a yo yo and I would say that those in the market are fatigued of the headline. However, it's not something that's fatiguing financial market movements. If you check on our volatility chart, you can see the specific catalysts that are spiking movements higher throughout global markets and the Trump trade tariffs is you know the key theme. Generally speaking, the reason why the market is not fatigued in terms of price movements in towards portfolios is because of the severe concerns over how bad these trade tariffs are going to be to the global economy, and believe it or not, we're already seeing this this year through the economic data. 2019 is not looking like a positive year. It's going to be a downturn from 2018, and we're seeing this economic data reaping through all sorts of emerging markets, Um, Chinese data. U.S. economic data is also starting to show indications of a downturn, and European, European data is certainly taking a turn for the worst as well.
0: One set of words that I haven't heard during this whole debacle is already priced in. It doesn't seem that we we actually know the outcome or even can speculate the outcome. So it isn't necessarily any bit that's priced in. And that's why perhaps the fatigue isn't settling in on this one.
1: I agree with you. That's exactly why investors and prices are so sensitive to any kind of headlines. Because even if the potential outcome is going to be a positive one that U.S. and China make friends again, nobody can determine when exactly this announcement is going to come out. Or if it gets a bit worse before it gets better, again, nobody can determine when this announcement comes comes out. And part of the reason for this is because so much of this political risk news is not filtered through um, traditional economic data or traditional press announcements. It's coming through social media feeds like Twitter, which is completely taking investors off guard. And it's actually why the market behaves so erratically volatile to such a sensitive subject such as U.S.-China trade tensions. You've got the two major economies in the world going back and forth at each other
0: yeah and very quickly then uh, your expectations for the remainder of the week anything else you'll be looking out for mainly
1: Central bank guidance, um, just to wrap up quickly, yes, yeah, central bank guidance, certainly we're going to be looking at if there's any more indications that develop central banks, Bank of England, Bank of Japan, ECB, even including the US Federal Reserve, whether they're going to continue highlighting some anxiety over this trade issue and whether this could halt their monetary policy framework in terms of potentially raising interest rates in their respective economies.
0: Jamil Ahmed, appreciate your time. Global Head of Currency Strategy at FXTM. Chantal Marks still joining us in studio as well. There, Chantal, yesterday's market closing a little bit firmer, especially because of It's more than 2% gained on that front. The all share edging up a third of a percent there. So some good numbers coming to the fore. And it seems that with the coming back um, of uh, some of those Chinese markets as well, it has certainly helped uh, as well get some volumes back into our market.
2: Yeah, I mean, volumes were actually still quite slim, but uh, there was some volume behind Naspersh and uh, some support for Naspersh, finally. Um, Another thing that really helped Naspersh, and I guess uh, the entire Rand hedge basket, was a slightly weaker Rand on the back of US dollar strength. And Mm -hmm. I suspect, to a a lesser extent, uh, comments by Moody's not exactly flattering um, on President Cyril Ramaphosa's Sona speech, particularly quite negative around ESCOM. Uh, Stage 4 load shedding certainly not helping matters. Um, but yeah, Rand Hedge Stocks doing a lot better, NUSBAS is doing a lot better, and that lifting the overall market. But the yeah. SA ink basket was incredibly weak still. Um, and the only kind of large SA-based uh, area of the market that found support was telecoms. And it was probably off a of- pretty weak base yeah Uh,
0: you 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 mentioned telecoms yes last week you obviously had the likes of mtn and uh, vodacom as well suffering just a tad but there it has been a a turbulent time for them but wanted to focus a little bit more just on that on that nasper story as well if you, if you take a look at the fact that the Chinese regulators seem to perhaps be easing off a touch, they seem to be able to bring out a little bit more in gaming. They have that cloud service through Tencent, of course, in, in Asia, which is certainly going to help them. They're still above 30, uh, well, 3000 Rand a share. It's a behemoth. But do you expect it to continue in that upward trajectory this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot depends on, on Tencent because Tencent remains the largest driver of the Nasper share price. Mm. Um, I mean, if you just look at what their stake in Tencent is, is worth and what Nasdaq is worth, the stake in Tencent is, is actually worth more than Nasdaq's entire market capitalization. Mm. So the market effectively prices the rest of its businesses um, at, at zero or below zero. Um, you could argue that there should be a certain re-rating when it comes to these other businesses. Because when they sell it, we've seen that they've gotten pretty good valuations. Yeah. And we've got multi-choice being unbundled later, um, later this month. And it's, it's not going to be worth less. Do you think this. that'll do
0: well for the price then of NASPERS on the whole when that unbundles?
2: So it should be pregnant with... Uh, multi-choice already, yeah. uh, that if I can use that term. Yeah. Um, but the reality is that Tencent is such a large part of Nusbeth and it's so sentiment-driven um, that you probably won't see any sort of big impact naspat yeah. shareholders might get the benefit because they will get the multi choice share yeah. so they'll be able to 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 benefit from that but at the moment it doesn't seem as if the share price is even reflecting multi choice mm. in there mm. um, so you've got that part of the of the re-rating that needs to occur and then also then there could be a discount narrowing towards 10 cents and then if 10 cent does well it's really good for naspat sure. and 10 cent you could argue was heavily sold off last year yeah. perhaps unfairly to a certain extent um we're not expecting as great numbers out of 10 cents as we've seen in the past um but we're certainly not expecting a a massive disappointment come earning season
0: yeah chantelle still joining us in studio we'll continue to unpack a whole lot more market news even the results out from uh, interim results that is from harmony and we'll unpack uh, a few more of those but jobs have certainly been in focus let's get into that